everybody, and welcome to another edition of Let Me Fill You In. This is now the 15th installment of this midweek show that is an extension of Phil at the Movies. And as always, I'm delighted and appreciative for you to tune in each week and hear what I have to say on movies. No new movies to recommend for you this week. More just wanted to react to some interesting statistics that have come out over the last week and share with you my thoughts because I think it sort of paints a larger canvas of what is going on with the movie industry. So right now, the box office total nationwide for this year has been $4.4 billion. That's in movie ticket sales, and that was through the end of June, which is impressive. Frankly, it's it's astounding because that is a 20% increase over where we were this time last year. But it's also uh, an indicator that things have not uh, necessarily rebounded on the theatrical end because while that number is impressive, the uh, the percentage actually lags far behind the 2019 totals, kind of before the pandemic. And overall this year, which I actually found a little bit surprising, uh, ticket sales are down 21%. And I think part of that is, and I think I've alluded to this in the past, there has to be a reason for people to spend money and go to the theater. Last year was really the return of of the movies. You know, you had the opening of Top Gun Maverick, the Batman, a whole bunch of Marvel films and the works. I mean, it was really a, a year to celebrate, okay, the pandemic is more or less in the rearview mirror. We're getting back into crowds. We're getting back into the way of life. And so naturally, people are going to be excited to go to the movies. But I think now, in part because of what happened with COVID, where there was such an availability to watch films on streaming, for example, or day of, uh, day of releases, I think audiences are becoming a little bit more choosy. And so unless something really piques their interest, they're not going to go spend the the money to go to a movie theater when in actuality they can wait and and stream it when it when it drops on Disney Plus, Netflix, etc. And I understand that because certainly today it is not cheap to go to the movies if you're spending at least $15, $16 a ticket. That's not counting concessions, popcorn, drinks. And if you've got a family, you could be looking at $100 or more just to go to the movies. So there's not going to be a real drive unless there is something really captivating. And that kind of gets to a larger point. While I have had such a I've had a great year at the movies, I, I will say that. But I am a connoisseur of, of this. I enjoy going to the to the theater. I enjoy that experience. And so I'm not really the the, the target audience, if you will. But I think it, it speaks to a larger point about studios and creatives have to be putting more emphasis on getting people in the seat, so to speak. And certainly, you know, there's factors with pricing and, and the cost of the experience. And some of that, as I've mentioned in the past, stems from these huge and bloated budgets, which then, of course, is a trickle-down effect that impacts the the theaters, and so costs have to go up. Putting aside reining in big budgets, I think it really speaks to the to the notion there has to be a reason. You have to feel compelled to take time, two and a half hours or so, and sit in the dark, if you will, and watch a movie. It can't just be, well, I'll 
wait for it on streaming or it looks good, but I don't really feel like going. There has to be a real motivating factor. And lately, studios have tried to sort of cash in on nostalgia. That has been a big drive for a number of movies in recent years. But just in the last year, you've seen Top Gun Maverick, the end of the Halloween series, The Flash, and now Indiana Jones. And and I think audiences are are certainly becoming weary, but also exhausted with this nostalgia craze. And so if you're going to have that drive to go to the movies and, and see something, it can't just be, all right, we're bringing out all the familiar hits from 30, 35 years ago. There has to be something more. And that comes down to stories that are engaging, that are captivating, and I have said this before and I will say it again, the movie has to show us something that we haven't seen before. I know it almost seems counterintuitive, but you look back through just the last 40 years, films like Back to the Future, E.T., the first Batman movie, as an example, these were different films. They were imaginative films and they brought audiences from all across the spectrum to go to the theater and, and watch them in that experience. The one movie that seems to be really generating that interest this year, and again, we'll know better in a couple of weeks, but if pre-sale, uh, pre-sale tickets are, are to be believed, Barbie seems to be that movie that is really getting people excited because it's different. It's outside of the box. And I think if Barbie proves to be successful with critics and audiences and turns into this this box office juggernaut, which right now it seems poised to have a huge impact this summer, if not for the rest of the year. If that proves successful, then I think that has to be the template, not necessarily copy and paste and make a whole bunch of Barbie movies, but I think that kind of originality and all-in-all difference from what we're seeing in the day-to-day showings is what's going to get audiences excited and interested again. If folks weren't going to turn up for the return of Michael Keaton as Batman or or Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, then I think it's time to reshake uh, reshake uh, the, the 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 table, so to speak, and, and start fresh because the old ideas are are, are not going to not going to do it with audiences. There has to be something more. There has to be something more tangible, and ultimately a justification other than just well, it's another X, Y, and Z movie. It has to be something more. So that's just more my my thoughts. I've, I've seen this uh, uh, around uh, in various uh, forums and, and, and publications in, in the last few days, and I'll post the, uh, uh, the, the link in the show notes. Uh, it comes from CNBC, but it really, I, I think, speaks to what's going on with, uh, with audiences' tastes and desires. I mean, Economic factors are certainly a consideration, but I, I really do think it it comes down to audiences have to feel compelled to go to the movies. It can't just be a default reaction. There has to be something more. So the rest of the year does look to be uh, promising. Of course, there's Barbie, Oppenheimer, Wa- uh, Wonka, Dune Part 2, a lot of big movies, but also different movies. It's sort of a cross the genre. As I said, one hand you've got Oppenheimer, the other hand you've got Wonka. So it's sort of like a an interesting uh, catalog, if you will. And I think that might help generate 
interest and 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 excitement for for audiences and get them into the theaters uh you know more so than they have been throughout this year but again coming from me i i will always uh champion the theatrical experience because i don't think there's anything that compares to it i mean convenience wise yes it's it's great to have a movie released the same day and you can watch it uh, at your own convenience at home but for me, there is something unique and special about watching a movie on the largest screen imaginable and just being immersed in that experience for two, two and a half hours versus having all the distractions and, and interruptions that can inevitably happen when you're at home, to say nothing of uh, technical difficulties with streaming. But again, that's just coming from, I'm, I'm you know, putting it out there, that's that's my bias, that's my preference, But but looking at the critically i i or, or analytically i i really can understand why uh why sales are down compared to where they were a year ago and certainly where um the, you know they haven't caught up to the the pre-pandemic levels and i think part of that is it probably will never get back to where it was in 2019 because the world has changed covid reshaped the the landscape and when you have the advantage of streaming a lot of people will say, well, this is looks great, I'm excited about it, but for whatever reason, cost or just time and, and availability, I'll wait till it's on, on streaming because I've got all these packages bundled and it'll just be easier. So I, I can see the landscape changing, and I think that has to be accounted for. But uh, I, I go back to what I said just a few moments ago, that it really... I think has to be a driving force for studios and creatives to to put out films and and stories that are different, that are original, that are engaging, and, and make them must see movies. Again, I, to tie it in with the Barbie uh, example, this seems like it is becoming a must see movie. Just the the interaction, the engagement. This feels like the movie event of the summer and the sort of the online discourse between fans of Oppenheimer, fans of Barbie, creates even more excitement for it. So I, I think this will be the real test, and I'll check back in a few weeks, and if I'm you know, wrong and Barbie's this uh, massive flop, then I'll, I'll certainly admit it and, and retool my, my thinking. But I really do believe that to, to get people excited again and get people engaged again, it ultimately has to come down to the kinds of stories and the kinds of movies that are being made because otherwise folks are just going to be like, all right, I'll wait for the, I'll wait for the video, if you will. But that's all I have for you today on, on the movie news. As I said, didn't have any uh, new movies to recommend for you. Uh, I will close out with the cinematic quote of the week because that is always a staple of this show. And today it comes from the great director, David Lynch. And his quote, which I feel is actually timely to this discussion. Life is very, very confusing, and so film should be allowed to be too. And David Lynch certainly uh, hits the nail on the head because some of his films, uh, whether you like them or not, uh, you know, he has his supporters, he has his detractors, but he makes original and, and frankly, one-of-a-kind films. And in, in a world of so much copy and paste and top-down creation, be be a David Lynch, be a David Lynch and, and strive for originality. 
But that's all for today. As usual, you can check me. Uh, listen on Fridays. I'll be back with another episode of Phil at the Movies. Otherwise, be back here for another show next week. Thanks again.